Regular blood testing is one of the most important steps you can take to help prevent and reverse diseases of all kinds. With certain blood test results in hand, you can catch critical changes in your body long before they manifest as heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and much more, and be inspired to turn things around. Having the proper blood tests can empower you to make changes that could add decades of health span to your life. Welcome to episode 33 of Ask Dr. Emily, a weekly podcast where we explore the what, the why, and the how of health issues from a holistic perspective. We'll talk about the signs and symptoms to look out for, the root causes of various health conditions, and the most effective and doable solutions for addressing them. Each episode will empower you with knowledge and inspire you towards achieving outstanding health naturally. In my last episode, Essential Blood Tests to Get Regularly, I went over all the basic blood work that you should do at least annually and preferably more often than that. Today, we're going to talk about several more advanced blood test markers that you can check occasionally or when indicated by the blood work analysis reports that you can get from me, for instance, to do a deeper dive into what's going on in your body and discover more in-depth details about what needs attention and why. That way, you'll have an even better idea of what you need to do to achieve and maintain optimal health. First on this list of advanced markers is omegas. Optimal levels of omega fatty acids have been shown to reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease, cancer, dementia, and many other inflammatory diseases. When measuring your cardioprotective omega levels, you want to check the following markers, which are all included in Ultalab's Wellness Omegas panel, and uh, you can check the show notes for a link to that panel to order it for yourself. Arachidonic acid, AA, is a polyunsaturated fatty acid present in the membranes of your body's cells, and it's abundant in the brain, muscles, and liver. It is an essential nutrient, meaning that we need it and we have to get it from our food. We don't make it ourselves. And it's a key inflammatory intermediate that can also act as a vasodilator, meaning it keeps the blood vessels from constricting too much. Now, on the flip side, AA is a key component of the inflammatory process, which is an essential process for healing from injuries, but which can develop into chronic inflammation and then cause trouble. AA is the precursor to several inflammatory molecules, and as such, it plays a role in the development of diseases like heart disease, cancer, and inflammatory conditions like arthritis and asthma. So keeping it in check, keeping it in the optimal range is important for optimal health. Your AA-EPA ratio shows you your balance between arachidonic acid, AA, and EPA, eicosapentaenoic acid. Eicosapentaenoic. There we go. This ratio may serve as an indication of the amount of inflammation in your body over the last three to four months before testing. DHA. 
the omega-3 fatty acid DHA is a primary structural component of the brain, the skin, and the retina of the eyes, and it is required for maintenance of normal brain function in adults. So if you're having trouble with brain function, extra DHA can help. And then there's EPA. Now DHA and EPA are omega-3 fatty acids. And EPA, eicosapentaenoic acid, is an omega-3 fatty acid that prevents the blood from clotting too easily, thus reducing the risk of stroke. And it also reduces triglyceride levels in the blood, which is a very good thing, and it reduces pain and swelling. So if you have any of those issues going on, getting enough EPA can really help. Then there's the omega-3 index, which is your EPA plus DHA. And the omega-3 index measures the sum total of your EPA plus DHA as a percentage of the total fatty acids in your red blood cell membranes. So for example, if you have 64 fatty acids in a cell membrane and three are from EPA and DHA, then you have an omega-3 index of 4.6%. The omega-3 index has been found to accurately reflect the amount of these important compounds in your tissues. So this is important because it tells you whether you're getting enough of these really important fatty acids uh, because they're crucial for warding off disease and promoting good health. Then we want to look at omega-6 to 3 ratio. Omega-6 fatty acids, like omega-3s, are essential fats that your body needs to function properly but does not make. However, omega-6s are pro-inflammatory for the most part, and we tend to get way too much of them in our modern diets. Anthropological evidence suggests that the ratio that humans evolved eating was somewhere around 1 to 1 of omega-6 to 3, while the ratio today is more like 16 to 18 to 1, and optimal is under 4 to 1. High omega-6 dietary intake has been linked to chronic inflammation and a high omega-6 to 3 ratio can negatively impact your health in many ways, including inflammation, depression, inflammatory bowel disease, glaucoma, and cancer. Meanwhile, a low omega-6 to 3 ratio is associated with improved brain function and mood, among other things. So once you learn your omega-6 to 3 ratio, if it's not optimal, check out my upcoming post and podcast, How to Optimize Your Omega-6 to 3 Ratio for Better Health. This will give you some tips on what to do to improve that ratio. Second on the list of advanced blood markers to check is copper. Copper is an essential trace mineral involved in multiple functions including energy production, iron transport, neurotransmitter synthesis, antioxidant activity, regulation of gene expression, red and white blood cell maturation, bone strength, brain development, and the metabolism of glucose and cholesterol. The brain and liver contain the highest concentrations of copper, and a deficiency will adversely affect these organs the most, as well as any tissues metabolically depending on copper, of which there are many. Conversely, excess copper in any tissues or organs can cause damage. <clears throat> RBC copper, meaning red blood cell copper, 
is a more accurate reflection of the total body copper level than serum copper, which is how much is floating around in your blood. Measuring RBC copper can be useful in assessing inflammatory processes, anemia, and immune function, among other things. And another good reason to test your copper is that including your copper level when you are running the functional blood chemistry analysis or the BloodSmart reports uh, that I do uh, makes the results more detailed, more accurate, and more informative. Number three on the list of advanced blood markers is zinc. Zinc is a trace mineral that participates in a significant number of metabolic functions, and it is found throughout the body's tissues and fluids. Zinc is, is an essential part of more enzyme systems in your body than the rest of the trace minerals combined. And enzyme systems basically run everything. They, they help uh, facilitate all kinds of reactions and uh, transformations and you know they help take things apart and put them back together so really really important and zinc is crucial for lots of them zinc insufficiency negatively affects the multitude of metabolic functions that depend on it and as i was just saying there's a lot of them because of the the enzymes the enzyme systems rely on them so this includes wound healing immune function protein synthesis carbohydrate and lipid metabolism, lipids being fats, uh, cholesterols, and antioxidant activity, and the production of insulin and thyroid hormones. Measuring RBC zinc, which again, that's red blood cell zinc, provides a better assessment of intracellular and long-term zinc status than serum zinc, which is just the zinc floating in your uh, bloodstream. And like with copper, including your zinc level when running a functional blood chemistry analysis or blood smart report makes those reports more detailed, accurate, and informative. Now, once you have your copper and zinc levels, you can calculate your copper to zinc ratio. And this ratio provides information about inflammation, immune strength, oxidative stress, and antioxidant capacity, all of which are very important for optimizing health. Number four on the list of advanced blood markers is magnesium. One of the most essential and often overlooked minerals, magnesium is necessary for the proper functioning of thousands of processes in your body, and deficiencies are extremely common. By checking your level and then correcting it if necessary, you can guard against and help alleviate many health issues, including insomnia, muscle cramps, nerve pain, heart disease, stroke, osteoporosis, diabetes, depression, arthritis, and asthma, and more. And again, like zinc and copper, the RBC test for magnesium is more effective and more relevant than the serum um, magnesium test. And uh, this is because serum magnesium is found intracellularly and is therefore a less accurate measure of your true magnesium status. And a little side note here for a more in-depth look at the many health benefits of magnesium, you can check out Dr. Carolyn Dean's book, Magnesium Miracle. There's a link in the show notes to that book. And also, speaking of links, um, there's also a link to an infographic on magnesium-rich foods that you might want to check out. And 
also within the article, the blog post, there's links to all of these tests uh, where you can order them directly from my discounted lab service, Ulta Labs. Um, so look for those links in, in the show notes. All right, so number five is C-peptide. Used as an indicator for insulin production from the pancreas, C-peptide can help assess whether high blood glucose is due to reduced insulin output from the pancreas, such as in type 1 diabetes, or due to reduced glucose uptake by the cells, which leads to insulin resistance, prediabetes, and type 2 diabetes. Measuring C-peptide can therefore help you track the health and the functioning of your pancreas and highlight issues with it long before they develop into overt disease. Number six, adiponectin. A hormone secreted by fat cells, adiponectin regulates glucose metabolism, helps burn fat for energy, very important, regulates appetite, and is inversely correlated with body fat and BMI. Adiponectin is a potent insulin enhancer, linking adipose tissue and whole body glucose metabolism, and it improves insulin sensitivity, regulates the immune system, helps modulate inflammation, and reduces the risk of cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, and type 2 diabetes. Decreased adiponectin correlates with insulin resistance, obesity, abdominal obesity or belly fat, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, atherosclerosis, and cardiovascular disease. So it's an important thing to to measure (laughs) and control. And the adiponectin ELISA assay quantitatively measures the adiponectin levels in your blood. So when you measure this, that's the test you want to get. Number seven is leptin. Leptin is a hormone that is made by the fat cells that decreases your appetite and increases your satisfaction or fullness after meals, also known as satiety. Leptin also plays a role in many other physiological processes, including immunity, bone formation, blood cell formation, reproduction, and blood sugar regulation. Increasing leptin levels correlate with increasing body fat. So as body fat storage in the body increases, more leptin is produced. So it's kind of like with insulin resistance, where there's more insulin stimulation to try to overcome the body, the cell's resistance. Same thing happens with leptin. As there's more fat storage, there's more leptin, and then there's leptin resistance. And the effect of this is a reduction in the feeling of satiety after meals. So then people feel hungry all the time and eat more, and this leads to a vicious cycle of more eating and more fat accumulation. And I've got some great tricks on how to improve your leptin levels. Um, So if that's an issue for you, we should talk. Number eight, adiponectin-leptin ratio. And actually, this isn't really number eight because this is just uh, you take those two previous numbers, adiponectin and leptin, and you calculate your ratio yourself. And once you have that number, you can use this as an indicator of the health of your fat cells. And this is important because not all fat cells are created equal. Some are beneficial to health and some are more detrimental. So you've probably known or heard of people with excess body fat who are otherwise in perfect health and vice versa. 
thin people who seem perfectly healthy, in part because they're slim, but are actually quite unhealthy on the inside. This is known as TOFI, T-O-F-I, thin outside, fat inside, and it is very common in those of Asian descent. So the adiponectin-leptin ratio can tell you at a glance how healthy your fat cells are, no matter how many you have, and this is an important indicator of overall metabolic health and disease risk. So now, number eight, fibrinogen, an important contributor to blood clotting, fibrinogen levels increase in response to tissue inflammation. Since the development of atherosclerosis and heart disease are essentially inflammatory processes, increased fibrinogen levels can help predict the risk of heart disease and stroke. High fibrinogen levels not only are associated with that increased risk of heart attack, but are also seen in other inflammatory disorders, such as rheumatoid arthritis and inflammation of the kidneys. So testing your fibrinogen levels occasionally can help you catch developing problems early on so you can head them off at the pass. And that's really the goal with all of these tests and the basic essentials too. You just want to find out really early on if things are starting to go awry so you can fix them while it's easy to fix them. So depending on what your essential blood tests and blood work analysis reports show as being issues for you, some or all of these advanced tests that we've just talked about can be useful in giving us more in-depth information about what's happening in your body so we know what to do about it. So next steps, download and print out my essential blood work cheat sheet. Order your blood work for yourself via my discounted lab service, Ulta Labs, or have your doc or other practitioner order it for you. Get your essential blood tests done. Those are the ones I talked about last week. And email me the results. And then order your lab analysis reports. And then based on all those results, get some or all of the above follow-up tests done to get more information. So that's it for today. And I hope you enjoyed all this information. And until next time, eat well, be well, and enjoy.